Gentlemen, welcome to the Stable of Studs podcast. I am indeed your host, Tank Rodriguez. Uh, if we sound a little bit different, it's because we are all quarantined, especially the the Belcher. Uh, I am indeed your host, Tank Rodriguez. To the left of my screen, I have Adam Danger. How you doing, sir? Hello, everybody. It's uh, good to see you again. Yeah, see us. And then uh, to the right of me, a uh, handsome fellow. My, I don't Jim- have a webcam. It's Jimothy. Sup, 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 sup. How you doing, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Working from awesome. home. There you go. Living Lucky the dream. enough to have a job in this current climate that allows me to work from home. So. A- absolutely. Oh, and then, of course, the man without a plan, without a webcam, does squats in the Smith machine, Tanner Treadway. I'm going to hang up. Okay, bye. <laughs> all that work to bring him on and he's like I'm think out. I, you think i won't do it <laughs> you think i care <laughs> I don't, what, what was the what was the what was the offense i didn't hear uh that he doesn't have a webcam he got offended by that i thought it was the second part something about working out with what a smith oh, he, machine. Machine. he says he i squat. squat on a smith machine he does a squat which i don't his... i don't know what a smith machine is i gotta be honest well, Tanner imagine, can tell you all about this. Imagine, machine. okay, so <laughs> imagine you're trying to better yourself, and the way that you do that is by doing things that are difficult. You do things that are hard because they are hard so that you can improve, right? What are you, JFK now? Give me a break. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. So ima- with that in mind, imagine having a machine do like half of the work for you. Wait a second. Is that the, are you talking about the uh, this isn't the the electrical charge thing, is it? No. What? Okay. <laughs> so there's a machine that actually sends electrical charges. You like you to your hook stomach. it up to your whatever part of your body, and it isolates and sends electrical currents in there. So while you're working out, it's actually damaging your muscles, like at a much greater capacity than normal working out. It, Bruce Lee d- used to do it, and then there's a lot of um, uh, well, look how he kind of cut out. back. Exactly. Anyways, finish your, finish your thought. I wish I had my soundboard right now. Definitely interesting times that we are living in, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we are going through a pandemic, uh, if you didn't know already. Uh, <laughs> um, so we are all, you know, practicing social distancing. We are all staying at home. Uh, for the most part, three out of the four of us are. And, uh, you know, we're staying safe. Uh, that being said, uh, so was the rest of the world. So is uh, a lot of, you know, a lot of the our, the wrestling platform that we are uh, that we are uh, being shown now is all in uh, empty arenas. Guys, um, has it been interesting for you all to see that? And what are your thoughts on it so far? It makes me want to not watch wrestling. I would say no. I would say that uh, AEW is doing it perfectly, and, yes. and they're doing some things that are really making it um, – taking advantage of the situation. It's kind of funny because I feel like the empty arenas are a level playing ground for all professional wrestling because nobody has an audience. So you can't just say, oh, well, Raw has you know 7,000 fans and AEW has 2,000. So now you're kind of – you're at this great equilibrium where everyone has no fans. And what uh, I was watching AEW with the Mrs. Tour the Terminator, and she says, "How come this looks better than Raw?" And I was like, "Well, 
the camera's focusing on the faces of the wrestler. It's focusing on the action, whereas Raw's still showing, like, an empty... Uh, the performance center looks so cavernous and empty. Like, why are we still seeing red and blue lights on the seats? It just reminds you that no one's there, whereas AEW's just kind of tight-cut shots. Uh, you got the cameraman moving around. It's just showing the wrestlers, and it's showing the action. And they're not apologizing. Like, you get a whole show. Raw, three hours, you had, what, two matches? Yeah. Yeah, I will definitely say that it's incredible how it just in the short amount of time in the two weeks that they've the different promotions have done it. Uh, you how you've seen some companies adapt to doing it well, uh, other companies or other shows not as well, and then Raw and SmackDown, which have basically become. On I mean, I understand that. You know, Vince doesn't like in-ring performance without an audience because he feels I, – I mean, I don't even know if I've even heard it fully articulated, actually. But I know he just, he's not a fan of it. Um, but um, the, the SmackDown or whatever, when it was like it, two hours of a Survivor Series match and or whatever the fuck it ended it was. But it's just – I mean, literally unwatchable. But meanwhile um, – you know, AEW the first week and NXT this week proved you can actually do in-ring matches with no audience. If you just do it well, if you focus on the action, if you allow your talents to be creative, um, you know, there was a match on NXT this week where Austin Theory um, took kind of make up for the lack of an audience. He was very vocal and he spent the whole match sort of dogging out uh, Tyler Breeze and um Watching it, I actually forgot there wasn't an audience. I was just involved in the match. AEW was really successful with it the first week. So you can do it, but it just, you know, to varying degrees of success. And to be fair, I mean, no one, obviously no one saw this coming, you know, uh, that we were going to be doing this here, you know, uh, in, in these past two two weeks here of empty arenas. So, you know, we, we do have to give them a pass for a little bit. And allow them to come up with something new, something fresh that's going to keep keep our uh, you know our eyes on the product. Uh, and again, it goes to show you how how important like the audience really is uh, to to watching wrestling on TV. Um, <clears throat> but I noticed that you said um, the first week AEW had it on point. Um, did you not enjoy it this this past week, uh, Jib? Um. No, I, I think uh, this week's AEW had some issues. Uh, I think my main issue struggles came from the main, the last 10 minutes of the show, basically. But even <laughs> then, the, the show felt more sloppy. It didn't feel as cohesive um, as the previous week. I mean, it still had some decent aspects to it. Um, uh, but even like, you know, I, I had mentioned, uh, you know, or I actually, I'll, let me rephrase it and say I have been mentioning that I've I'm becoming a um a Darby, Allen, Darby fan. Allen fan. But even I think this match was a little off. Something about it was off. Um but not that they weren't trying. Like, you know, the talent were doing what they're doing. I just felt like the show as a whole wasn't as cohesive as the previous week. But the last ten minutes were a fucking train wreck. I, I mean we could talk about that later, but I just thought it was funny that when I know, and again, we can talk about it more in detail, uh, but when Matt Hardy was jumping from row to row yeah. and you could just, you could see like Jericho's hair change. Hair change, yeah. <laughs> it was so bad. Dude, I can't believe like they, dude, don't even get me started. Like The thing is, the thing is, 
they have the opportunity to not have an audience. You would think they would be able to, like, hey, let's make sure we get this right in post. Exactly. Yeah. There should have been been a continuity person on set looking at playback and being like, yeah, let's fix his hair. Like, dude, I was... I was, but I, thought, I was thinking, like, as a wrestling fan, for as long as we've all been wrestling fans, I mean, we've we've seen The Undertaker's soul die and then get resurrected. Like, if we've kind of followed along since then, like, we can stretch and, like, all right, this is fine. We can lay out on it a little bit. I mean, it did look hokey, but that I think I was more bothered by um, – I was really more bothered by Cody trying to figure out which Star Trek captain was in the caricature <laughs> of the chair. <laughs> And I like Star Trek, and I was like, dude, just give it up. What I, didn't like, it. What I didn't like about uh, Cody's commentary was the fact that every time he mentioned Brody Lee, he goes, well, you know, Brody Lee, I, know I, knew, I, knew, I knew him yeah. from a different name. I was like, okay, we get it. You knew him from WWE. It's cool. Uh, Cody actually shit on – he shit on a few things. He even shit on, like, you know, Darby's got that leg lock finish, like, pin move maneuver called the last separating is what he's calling it. And he's like, oh, I know that is the Johnson lock or whatever bullshit. But it's like, and he said it like three times. I'm like, oh, are you just shitting on this dude? Like, or do you not you know doing? what to say? It, yeah, it was like, more like he didn't know what to say. Uh, but Tanner, you're kind of quiet back there. Sorry, bud. Uh, any uh, any input? I I honestly haven't watched AEW. I haven't watched NXT. I have seen enough of this empty arena garbage where where you could hear the other guy go hey go hit the ropes and then it's just it's but, just but, not when something cool happens and there's no reaction there's no reaction from me <laughs> so hot take hot take here uh kenny omega is very quiet on the announced team he was as quiet as ricochet i was like i don't know who has less possessed <laughs> kenny omega or a ricochet hey, yeah, well, that's really good. I mean, if Cody's going to, you know, we're, we're, we're all elite. And I was like, Jesus Christ, like somebody check his pulse. No. I know. And he's he's usually really good, you know, yeah. uh, at talking. But So I'm not sure uh, if it was just a lack of uh, audience members watching him or what. But, you know, it, it, again, it goes back to, to, to what I'm saying. It's like everyone's adjusting. This is the second week for, for AEW, the, going on the third for WWE. Um, I, I think um, over time, because who knows when this is going to end? Uh, no one really does. Um, so you know, so I think over time uh, we're going to get a better product, and we're going to actually just get adjusted to this uh, just until it blows over. And I think um, I think we, as wrestling fans, um, you know, being wrestling fans for so long, I think we owe it to them to continue to watch. And regardless if it's if it's interesting or not at the at the moment, but we still have to support the thing that we love. I made a comment uh, that you know I haven't been enjoying Raw or SmackDown for the last like few months anyway, so it's not like yeah. this is making Raw or SmackDown like ruining it for me. Um, right. But I will say they are not doing themselves a, a service if. If they continue to go down this road where, like, first off, this is your fault for making your show three hours. But doing, like, you know, know, when they first did it with the pay-per-view, with they did it from Elimination Chamber, I was like, well, at least they're giving you a very recent pay-per-view that maybe not everybody paid to see or, you know, join the network for. Um, 
But now it's becoming just fucking unforgivable. Um, you know, but, and this is something I, I was hoping to talk to. I don't know if you guys have heard the rumors about WrestleMania so far, but that the show is the a majority of the matches are actually already in the can. Good. Good. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. Beautiful. So I'm like, if they can, because, you know, they've had some success with pre-taped stuff in the past. And if they could spend this time making really interesting matches and really like, you know, either have like grand production value or do crazy shit, at least they'll make it memorable. But otherwise, I mean, nobody is happy about having an empty stadium. Yeah. yeah so yeah. see, and, and I said this before, but so, yeah, WWE has an opportunity to do something really different and really creative and really special, which means it's going to be really stale and the same, and it's going to suck. Here's <laughs> God negative Nancy over here. Um, no, Jesus. So okay, so if uh, I was <clears throat> in charge here, which obviously I'm not. Can I? I would... can, before you say something, I know that we're not supposed to interrupt each other, but I'm gonna Go ahead. do that anyway since we're already started on the show and you can't do anything about it. Okay. If if anyone was smart, WWE, AEW, New Japan, if any of them were smart, what they would do is instead of building a match, they would build to the return of the fans. They would really play up how much they're struggling without them there, play up how much they need them there, play up the fact that it feels lonely, so that that way when the fans do have the ability to return, it's going to be a packed show. They're going to be going nuts from start to finish, and it's going to be one of the most memorable returns in all of wrestling, and it's going to be a return of fans. So I feel like this is almost some sort of weird Bertolt Brecht play of like the chalk circle. It's like a story within a story. And do <laughs> do the people acting, do the characters acting in a story behave the same way when they realize that there's no audience or they realize that they are in a story? And that's pretty much what's going on with Ross. Like, uh, who are you? Who you know? If you have a match, if you're trying to continue an angle, to who? Like. There's exactly. nobody there. Like, there's, I think that's that crucial element, Tanner, that you're talking about that has always been written in the DNA of professional wrestling in the United States or anywhere. It's like, you know, you have the audience. That's the second part of the equation. And when you don't have that part of the equation, everything's done in a vacuum. It's done in a void. And it's kind of like inherently silly. So you kind of have to change it up. And again, then the TV now becomes your audience. And that has to become the second part of the equation. It cannot be uh, the audience. And that's that's exactly what I think WWE is doing wrong is that they're almost pretending like it's still the same. Like they're like, oh, the universe is still here. They're still with us. And like, no, stop doing that. Yeah. Make it seem like it sucks so that everyone will blow up when they come back. For sure. Yeah. So, it's, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say after the first week, I just happened to. I was on the network and I ended up deciding because I realized I had never seen the full pay-per-view. I watched um, ECW One Night Stand and it, the juxtaposition of seeing that first WWE show with no audience and then watching ECW Night One Night Stand. It really, you really became, had never seen that show before. Not full. The, oh I'd seen, I'd obviously seen the RVD, you've seen a match and stuff. In fact, I think I was telling, I don't know if it was Adam, but the fucking, uh, the very first match, the Kurt Angle fucking Randy Orton match is one of the best matches I've seen in years. That fucking match was perfect. But um, wait. But are you talking oh five or oh six? The first one night stand. I don't know what year. But okay. I, I thought yeah. it was. I, I don't remember. 
was Randy Orton on that card? Randy Orton and Kurt Angle opened the opened the match, opened the show. I don't think it, that's I don't yeah. think that's right. I'll look it up. Look it up. Because it was, I, it was it was if Cena wins we riot. It was the same show. Was it? Because I I remember the show opening with with chants of Joey and 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 Joey like almost getting to tears and his and his chin quivering. Ugh. I'm looking well, it I mean, up right now. I'm, 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 I mean, I'm not saying it, it was the exact, but I'm saying that was the opening match was uh, Orton and... Uh, so it, it might have been 2006, though. I think but you yeah, watched um, 06, which is the garbage one. <laughs> no, that yeah. was the one with RVD and Cena. Yeah, that was 06. <laughs> Wait, no. Okay, uh, no. So the first one, yeah, 06 was Taz. Uh, versus Lawler, and then the second match was Angle and Orton, and then the, the la- and then yeah, the first match was Taz versus Lawler, and then it was Angle versus Orton. Last, and then the main was Rob and, and Cena. Yeah, dude, I love watch the wrong one. You gotta watch 05. But wait, what is the head, what is the main event of of 05? The the main event of 05, it was the tag match, wasn't it? It was Dudley's. Uh, Against uh, Dreamer, Dreamer and Sandman. And Sandman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't give a. F- that's what I'm saying. So, and I, which I'm you pretty sure f- actually I've seen that. You don't care one. about the good one. I don't. So the main event is of the I guess the 06 one um, is the one that was like the 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 most rewarding for fans. Yes. In like there, the last like 20 years. Super. Star goes over. Seeing yeah, with Edge. Cena, uh, but anyways, uh, having with all of that being said, you know, watching that those that Philadelphia crowd and how important they were into that with, you know, especially with hating on Orton and, you know, being so over first uh, RVD as like, damn, it's like even though like a lot of people talk shit and, and rightfully so on the Philadelphia crowd or like specific places like um, the XT crowd, for instance, or like. um Canada. Um, it is really, they are a very important factor of it. You know, if you can feel their excitement for something, you're going to react to that instinctually. So even if they're booing somebody you hate, you're still going to react to that, or booing somebody that you like, or loving somebody you hate, you're still going to react to that, even if it's on a subconscious level. Or if it's just silence, you know, it, it seems more like just two dorks playing grab ass. But, um, <laughs> but I, but, Having said that, I do think, like I said, I think NXT this week was really successful um, with having no audience. It's just about how you approach it. But I do think Tanner's right. I think definitely WWE, Ron SmackDown are, not, are doing it wrong. And I think, like, you know, if they played it more of, like, we miss you guys, we miss the WWE. Because they're always talking about the WWE Universe this and the WWE Universe that. I think if they played up more to that, they would probably have a very successful return show. But So so here's here's how I'm, I see it. And here's, I think they're... They're missing a huge opportunity to actually do something great here. You 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 mix up with how Lucha Underground did it, and you and since yes. there's no fuck there's no fucking audience, you film it like a fucking movie, right? Yes. And you, and and in, in between the matches, like you have like kind of like uh um like when you what is it called when you look back um like a retrospective or uh, yeah like like, like, a, like like a flashback 
to like how mm-hmm. the match, you know, how how that match came to be and As why is opposed why to like a promo be. package. Exactly, and you yes. do that during the match, and then you have like an actual script for the announcers to know exact. I mean, have it have it like a spot fest. Really plan out that match to where it looks good for TV. You don't have to have it look. You you don't have to have that pop for the audience anymore. You have to have that well, pop for the people watching at home. And then if you film it like that, and and you have time to do it. I mean, who knows how long this is going to be? And I mean, and granted, I'm I'm they had the right idea of having a lot of product in the can in case you know in the event you can't do this anymore. But I think you know they're they're wasting time. Uh, it, that that would be a great opportunity to actually do something for actual TV and not so much the audience. You yeah, say they right. have time to do it, but it's like two and a half weeks. Yeah, I, what I'm saying is like we we there's time now. Like hey, we can we can do one storyline right here. Hey, we can. It's easy to put up a match in like like 15 20 minutes. They have God knows how many fucking writers. They well, a normal match, there. yes, but but what you're proposing is you know like have everything look like look good for TV, which is not a normal match. That's that's the opposite of a normal match that requires many more camera angles, many more takes, yeah. many more shots. Well, I, will I, tell I don't this. think that's something that's a capable that they're capable at, of doing. Like at two. the same time, though, like at the same time, they're not doing house shows. Like their weekends have opened up. That's like, true. Else, so you're just working on Monday or Friday. So you know you've got time to like yeah, like I think what Tank says. You've got the ability. I know you are have a skeleton crew, right? Like you don't have as many people. I'm sure some people are, are still staying at home and and it's hard to do it. But I, I think Tank has a has a good idea. It's like yeah, set it up where it is almost cinematography, so that way you can kind of cut away from from some of the dull stuff or where it looks like it's super empty and just focus on the wrestling. But I think that goes back to Raw and SmackDown are shows about wrestling and AEW and NXT are wrestling shows, right? So, like, I yeah. think that's why they're able to kind of improvise a little bit and not look so dreary. Also, just real quick for a perspective, um, uh, Lucha Underground was, uh, they, it took them months. When they would record a new, like, episode, it would take them months to release that episode. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, but their shows also include like weird special effects and all sorts of goofy shit. But yeah, uh, but I, I mean, I love it. I miss it. But um, so it does. TV production does take a while, but you can you still don't have to throw out a two hour fucking replay segment and half at look oh, god damn but again this is all let me also reiterate one more time though this is because vince mcmahon is an out of touch old fucking septuagenarian or whatever the fuck you pronounce that word what um geriatric he's a 70 no. year old man um uh you know and he he just doesn't want to do it he doesn't even want to like try to put out a quality project pro- product so you know aw is you know eating their yeah. ass right now and or even NXT. Mm. Yeah. As far as fan reception. Well, I think yeah. WWE is eating AEW's ass right now because AEW is actually on point. And to add to that, too, as well, far as we, taking months, months to. <laughs> you're talking I'm about talking, of who, who's, who's getting the better it. deal of eating ass. <laughs> we can have this discussion later, sir. But. And, and what I'm talking. And, and, and to AEW's credit, too, if you look at this, this past week, I mean, look at the Matt Hardy segment, the, the, the not the segment, but the fucking package uh, that they did. Uh, and then more importantly, but God, no, I mean, like, I don't even know how he got the job. I love him to death. Um, but the Jake, the Jake promo, 
You know what I mean? They can do something quick like that. It does. It, it doesn't need to be flashy. It doesn't need to be like super fucking like cinematic. It could just be something simple like that, and then have us. A, a, I mean, the match. I mean, the matches are ten to fifteen minutes long, and if it's a two-hour show, they can easily do it. Can we real quick talk about? I mean, I meant stepping anybody's toes real quick, but can we just talk about the things that we are actually enjoying about wrestling right now? The things I'm that we think. I'm enjoying AEW. Yeah, I, I definitely think. Like I said, I think this week wasn't as successful as the previous week, but um, the things that are working are, you know, uh, I'm excited about Lance Archer, which I can't believe I'm saying that because I found, you know, he wasn't. What? I think I'm not a huge fan of that guy. I think he's a little like he's of the big monsters. I think he's one of the least, I don't know. It, it lets a whole other conversation, but anyways, the point being is that this, this package with, with, with Roberts is actually making me, you know, interested in him, excited for him. I think fucking Jake, the snake is killing it in his role. Um, I do. Yeah. I am curious. They beep something out this week. Um, do you know what it was? I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not exactly sure what they beeped out on there. <laughs> Somebody was saying it was ROH, but they had said ROH in the previous the previous yeah. week. So I don't know, but either way, I'm enjoying that. Um, uh, I am enjoying um, uh, like NXT right now. The I hope it's the final the the conclusion of the maybe. Long in the tooth, Champa Gargano storyline, but I like the ending with the uh, the the. I can see there's some sort of tomfoolery happening here. I'm just I'm looking at our chat room and Adam's drawing b- pictures of butts. Butts <laughs> song. There are a couple of real uh real. Yeah. A couple <laughs> of veiny ones there. It's a veiny fucker. Anyway, uh, <laughs> you know what I'm enjoying too, because I again, it's hard to put out content like new, fresh content. I'm enjoying all the old content that's being pushed out. I mean, even like the old WrestleManias that are on ESPN, NWA's putting out those pay-per-views that we didn't really care about until you know Power came out. You know, um, I'm enjoying to be being able to look back on that and actually see uh, matches, great matches that I've missed. I've yeah, been watching I was, a ton of old wrestling right now. Uh, go ahead. Sorry. I, w- I also feel like on Twitter, too, you see an increased presence of uh, independent wrestlers, professional wrestlers, uh, just trying to, like, get out there and, and kind of have a presence out there. So it's kind of neat to see, like, hey, they're stuck indoors just like us, and they're bored yeah. just like us. And not yeah. to toot my own horn, but uh, I have increased – I've doubled my following on Twitter to four people, and two of them are independent <laughs> <Jesus>. wrestlers. <laughs> Who is Except it? one. Except one, uh, I gotta look at her name, but she's like, "Hey, sweet thing, <laughs> of course how it's about, a girl. Oh, of like, no. how about, it's a bot. How about following my subscription for fifteen dollars, and you can see exclusive photos." I was like, "Well, fifteen dollars is a lot a month." So, you think, no, no, ma'am, it's not a follower. That's a bot. That's a fake Nadia person. Sapphire. Nadia I don't. Sapphire. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's a bot. Nadia Sapphire, professional wrestler, gym lover, content creator, body positive, as seen on BBC. I'm hoping that's the British Broadcasting Channel. <laughs> I doubt it. Half Welsh, half Arab. For 50 bucks a month, it better not be. <laughs> but I was just glad. Who else followed me? Let me... Uh, and Ricky Gibson. I don't know who Ricky Gibson is. I don't know if he's just like knocking off Robert. Is that, 
Is that the love child of Ricky Morton and Robert Jackson? <laughs> that, I was, I like, was is that a hybrid? Say, it's Robert just both of them. <laughs> exactly. It's their like shared account, like when married couples have the same Facebook account. When one, one of, of one of their grandsons just one runs of them. both of them. Exactly. No, did you see Ricky Morton? I think he came down with Bell's palsy. Not to bring anyone down, but did he really? Yeah. Tor- oh, that's real. Yeah, I saw that too. That's for but here's my question: Is how could you really even tell? Well, he's always wearing those glasses, anyway. so you can't tell. Anyway, we're moving on. Best wishes. But, Best. Um, hey, one thing. Uh, I love the fact that Brody Lee I, – I, I love the idea that you can be this mid-card to top-tier guy in WWE, go anywhere else, and be, just automatically be one of the top guys, the top talent in another promotion. Um, I love I love the fact that Brody Lee's there. I know they missed a huge opportunity not be, not and not no fault to themselves, you know, just because of what's going on. Um, you know, it would have been a huge pop in his hometown. Uh, but what I didn't like, I, I just don't. I'm not a fan of his gear. No, his it gear looked, is black as fuck. Looked, I'm glad he, you said that. It looked like super shindies, like sh- like Dude. super. Yes, thank you. I could not agree <laughs> more. Did we forget that AEW is the shindies with the budget? It is yeah. not the Shindies, bro. Yes, uh, come on. We watch it every fucking week over NXT. Any so. show with Marco Stunt on it. Well, I haven't seen him yet. What's he up to, that poor guy? He's probably in uh, quarantine. He's anybody running watch- under Luchasaurus's legs. Has anybody seen... Do you guys watch Bunch of Mania? Yes. He got kicked in the face! <laughs> I got kicked in the yeah. face. I laughed so hard. No, me, I was watching it, I was watching it at, at work. We had some downtime, and I was just laughing hysterically. And I was watching AEW, and I was like, Wait, was, that a, mean, "Was that a shoot? You mean you're not a professional podcaster? <laughs> not yet. <laughs> uh, not yet. I'm trying to, I'm trying to build um, the illusion for our fans, bro. Oh, you know, K-Fabe, brother, K-Fabe. Nice. Anyway, we, all live, we well, all live in the hills. I was uh, laughing my ass off, and I had to show Tanner. We watched it like about four or five times. It was uh, it was the best. And then, like, and then, like, 20 seconds before that, the pyros go off, and he legitimately gets scared of he the pyros. Jumps. Yeah, he <laughs> gets scared. Poor dude, he's I, a I, little guy. I, 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 you know, I, anyway, I digress on that. Um, but there is some breaking news that Roman Reigns is not going to face Goldberg at WrestleMania. Good for him. Stay home. Is this a political thing though? Like, is he like, no. is he upset that he's not facing Bray? So he's like, oh no. yeah, this uh, 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 COVID. No, uh. he has leukemia, and so his immune system is fucked. Yes, exactly. It, he's even... fine. <laughs> he's fine, Adam said. All right. With that being said, I think he's making the right decision. I mean, I, I don't think, um, I don't think there's, uh, you know, anyone would blame him uh, for missing out on that match. No. But now the question is, who do you put it? Who do you put in to replace him, and why do you think it should be Joey Samoe? I I have no problem with that actually. I think it's a great idea. I mean, he should be off his his uh his suspension already, and I would build it as like a well, if Roman's not going to fight me, who is? And then I think you make it a squash against Goldberg and have Joe and and you know Samoa Joe get over on him quick. Is that for the belt though? Yeah, he takes the belt. Fuck it. You need you need shocking, you need like turn of events, you know, something for this for people watching at home. 
Yeah, but does the squash work best when there are people to be like? <gasps> I mean, I don't think we know until we try it. <laughs> I mean, who who else would you put in there? Shawn Michaels. Get the no. fuck out of here. Ew. Two old men who can't work, dude. Just do it. Disgusting. <laughs> I mean, as shitty as, as that last Shawn Michaels match was, it's still better than the last Goldberg match. So. Call in a favor, Bret Hart. No. Jesus Christ. Well, like, like legitimate ideas who, who could replace him. Who, who would y'all pick? Um, uh, Otis? No. <laughs> Otis, yep. Yeah. I mean, uh, honestly, um, I I actually think Samoa Joe's a great call. Mm-hmm. Is Braun doing anything? Yeah. Yeah, he's... Uh, um, Intercontinental? No, he lost that. Where have you been? We have a yeah. wrestling podcast. He, uh, <laughs> yeah, because... And then he's not doing anything with Sammy now, because Sammy's feuding with fucking... Um, um, uh, uh, little Man and Littler Man. Daniel Bryan and, 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 and Biff Yeah. Hey, Buzz Gulak, Buzz Gulak and CZW was no, the actually, shit. I'm actually super stoked. I actually feel like something is weird. Like, you know, I, I was almost like, is Hunter running uh, the shit? But um, I'm actually really happy for Drew Gulak, like that he's getting this chance. I know, I'm sure a lot of that would probably do it. Daniel fighting for him because I know he is a fan. Um, you know, I'm I'm happy for him. I mean, like that yeah. dude's busted his ass. He's he's you know wrestled for a decade and like I'm happy for him. Well, what yeah, about Triple and- H? Why couldn't we get Triple H out of mothballs and just do some drop toe holds on Colbert? Gross. I, I, yeah, I I know what you're saying, Tanner. But I mean, and Adam, I think that's not a bad idea either. I mean, and just just to have Goldberg get over and keep the belt, I mean, why not have you know a part timer like like Trips go in there and and just you know give him a good five seven minutes and and go home. Which typically has a WrestleMania spot anyway, like with the big yeah. skulls and what have you. Yeah, it's not like, gonna happen, but I I hope that it does. Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, <laughs> I I want them. It's be, because they know that they're not gonna build it up for like an actual match. Why don't they just get this Matt Riddle feud out of the way and do <gasps> this right now? Oh my God. That gave me a chub. I mean, that would be pretty baller that. And then fucking, Oh man. And then Riddle could just fucking shit on everybody on Twitter. It would be amazing. Yep. Be the best. <laughs> he just, he just puts two words like told you. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, one of them become like best bros afterwards. Yeah. You know it's gonna be it's gonna be Kane. They're just gonna bring Kane back and Ew, he can whoa. take a bomb. Stop. So well, no, think I, I like think, they I do. Think Kane's go- I think Kane's actually gonna show up for the the Taker match. In the uh. Boneyard match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Getting boned. Nice. So what it's imagine this though. Goldberg, Riddle, they have their fucking match. They you know like. Goldberg wins, but you know it's a close contest. He raises Riddle's hand. Next NXT, Goldberg comes out, fucking forearm smashes. Uh, Pete Dunn, the fucking bros or weights are done. It now it's the era of the Gold Bros. Fucking tag team running the show. 
I would be. That's the only time I'd ever like Goldberg. It would only work if Goldberg still actively hated him and was constantly trying to get out of the tag team. Like, all the backstage segments of him talking to, like, writers and stuff, being like, hey, please. And then Riddle will show up and be like, what's up, bro? Be the best. So, this actually kind of... I've spent, like, six hours recently watching... Um, a lot of like old Chuck Taylor YouTube like like tour stuff. Uh, that surprises China- me. I'm I, I know you're being sarcastic, but uh, <laughs> I don't care. Um, but so I watched this whole thing in in, in uh, where they they toured in China. But I was also watching the episodes of the uh, Joey and Candace show, and one of them they. I think they were at BOLA for PWG in, like, 2016, 2017. And they were talking about, like, I don't know how... And it's a, I mean, it was really interesting because it's, like, them talking with other wrestlers and, you know, like, people popping out of, you know, like, this, you know, kind of, like, slice-of-life shit, like, you know, backstage wrestling shit. But one of them, they were joking about how, like, Candice and Joey, the World's Cutest Tag Team, they have, like, they, they become a, a, a triple triple tag, Matt. And, like, who talking about getting uh, that uh, uh, Brock... That Brock would be their third, and it'd be like uh, the whole gimmick would be that fucking Brock does, hates both of them, doesn't give a shit about them, and it's like like it's like the cutest couple and Brock, and then Brock the, they don't have to do anything. Brock wrestles the whole match for them, and he just sort of pushes them out of the way together. Like I was like, that's pretty funny. Huh? I I think that'd be a great great fucking angle, and that's pretty much the exact same thing as what we were just talking about. So wait, what about Bobby Lashley? What's Bobby Lashley up to? Uh, hopefully staying home and not oh. appearing on my show. I got it. If it's not, it's, if it's not Samoa Joe, give it to Keith. Oh yeah, but I mean, th- and just and just feud with Roman afterwards. Because here's the thing: if Goldberg loses, I mean, if Goldberg wins, you have to keep paying Goldberg, and WWE's not making money right now. You know what I mean? And I'm sure, and I'm sure it's not cheap to keep him. You know, for for another fight, at, at when it, you would have to wait till SummerSlam. You, I mean, if you know, if all this blows over, realistically, you would have to have him drop it at SummerSlam, not at Money in the Bank. I, and, one... it, uh, and another thing too uh, to, to talk about afterwards is uh, Brock's gonna win at Mania. He, there's no way that you can have Drew fucking win without a pop. I don't know. I mean. I agree. Yeah, but then what do you keep? Because nobody knows when the shit's gonna end. So then you're never gonna put the pull the fucking trigger on Drew. Like you got you gotta give him his moment. You gotta give him his moment. I I look. While I agree with you in theory, I think one number one, Vince McMahon's not gonna make that decision. He's gonna make the decision what he what he wants for his company. Um, and knowing that he can't have Brock as a full time champion, you know. I, I agree that I, I would much rather obviously see it with the pop, um, which is weird though. Can, can we talk about that too? Um, I think, you know, he, I mean, he was a heel up until the fucking uh, rumble. He was a heel. He was getting booed every night. I think because people have, there's so many people who have a disdain for not just Brock specifically, but those part-time champions and stuff. He was over anyways. No, I do think he has a lot of respect from the, from diehard fans. They know what he's been through. They know his journey. Um, but like he, it's not like he's some like, you know, this is, we've, he's not like a Daniel Bryan or some like 
underdog babyface that we've seen sort of come up. It's just he's been a monster heel, like a kind of top mid card monster heel that sort of just is getting his his moment. It's just a weird scenario to begin with. But um, with that being said, I'm I I I'm excited for him. I wanted to, wanted to see him have at least a small run with the belt, but um, I think they're going to do whatever they whatever Vince wants to do, he's going to do, regardless if there's an audience there or not. Why don't they get like Kevin Dunn and Bruce Pritchard get some of the streamers and they just take turns running around the ring like throwing the streamers ROH style like, when, uh, yeah, when Drew like wins. I like it. I'm about that. Anyway, well, you know, uh, it's definitely. I, I definitely think um, very. It's, it's going to be so fucking interesting. For one, to see WrestleMania in in two parts. Good call, Tanner. Um, and and two, and just to have to see. Oh, Adam. Sorry. Sorry about mm-hmm. that. <laughs> I'm just sitting there all. Because <laughs> Adam wasn't here, I would absolutely take credit for it. But yeah, that was Adam. Okay. Well, good job, good job, Adam. There, because I mean, you called it without even knowing the virus existed. Um, but <laughs> uh, I, I think I, I just think it, it, we're in for something very interesting. I'm not going to say good or bad, but something very interesting is going to occur. Um, I hope it's. I really hope that it's not bad. Like, I want to hope for the best as Me a too. wrestling fan. Yeah, yeah it's going to be bad. So, so it's and it's okay. You can think that, man. Um, you know, we, we, I think, I think as wrestling fans, I mean, we owe it to them to always stay positive and, and, and be optimistic that they're actually going to, uh, do the right thing for once. And, you know, that's why we continue to watch it so long. Um, do, do we owe it to a company who when on top consistently lets us down? Absolutely. We do. We owe it to them because they, they consistently give us a bad product. Sure. Because what other I mean, industry do you always buy bad products? McDonald's. I don't buy. I don't get McDonald's. So here, here's my argument with this because I've I've heard this shit online a lot. First off, we're, we're, I'm not, we won't even put in the the history of what WWE is given, the fact that they are the standard bears that you know every single person who loves wrestling loves wrestling because they they watch WWE. You can. In the United States, you can say, like, oh, I, I grew up on Lucha Libre. But no, you didn't. You watched – you know who Stone Cold is. You know who the fucking Hulk Hogan is. You Wrestling is wrestling because of fucking Vince McMahon and WWE, for good or bad. But regardless of all of that, um, I still have faith in the WWE. I still have faith that they can do I, – I, they're even in the last year, they have done things I'm a huge fan of. They're going to – they're still multi – honestly – they, because they have a board of directors, they're never going to be what we want to be. Because at the end of the day, it's a they're more concerned with making money than entertaining fans. That's just how it works. But my biggest fear is people like say like there's people online who actively want WWE to go out of business. If WWE goes out of business, at some point you take away half of what the attraction of AEW is. First off. Because a half of the attraction of AEW is that they are the alternative. If That's you take true. away WWE, there's no, they're not the alternative day thing. They're just AEW. And without the fucking history, without the fucking catalog, without the fucking social importance, AEW could fold, go tits up at some point. And then we have nothing. There's no televised wrestling. And then we also have a precedent of televised wrestling doesn't work. It doesn't get ratings. So then you, you're, we're going to have a 
decades possibly of no televised wrestling. That's why I don't want to see w- I want to see WWE get better. That's what I want to see. And, and I do think that's possible. I just think it's going to take Vince McMahon <clears throat> dying for that to happen. But yeah. see, that's the thing. Like, when when is a company going to try to improve if if they don't take a hit? If they're consistently getting money, and you know, I'm I'm part of. Well, I guess not so much anymore. But like, you have the WWE fan that hates the product but watches it every single week. Their viewership never dips. Why would they change anything? Well, so that's the thing. Now, well, I that's think not what's happening. Their viewership is taking a fucking dive. That's why they nobody did sign up for the fucking the network. So that's why now they're having to go back to fucking. This is what makes me so fucking furious. Thanks to fucking moron fans who like, look, yeah, you know what? Maybe the maybe week week to week Raw and SmackDown aren't giving you what you want. But first off, for nine ninety nine a month, the fucking the. The network is an amazing value. If you like fucking wrestling, it is an amazing value because of their library. Once that's gone, I... Are we sponsored? Look, here's all I'm saying. Which would you rather pay? $10 a month for pay-per-views or $50 for fucking pay-per-view price? I think I think something that we need to consider, too, is like fans like us, smarts like us, we're fans of the individuals like we're fans of i want to see aj styles and i want to see carl anderson do something if i'm not a fan of the product overall but i i will support these people i will support these men and women yes. uh and so that's why i watch right and that, that's why i'll sit through a smackdown because i want to see you know tucker notice I, I enjoy watching them but I, we are fans of the individuals and the superstars i think if you're younger or just a casual fan yeah you like the wwe it's cool you're like buying everything hook line sinker but we can delineate between like what our fandom really is well i mean on that note i mean i i still i think i'm a fan of wwe too i mean because when you think about it like i remember like buying the coliseum videos uh with uh what's his name lord um lord alfred hayes lord yeah. lord alfred hayes and hearing his voice and hearing that intro music and like World Wrestling Federation and all that stuff, like that's I mean, I wouldn't even have this podcast if it wasn't for WWE, you know, like I, I think the company as a whole, I love the idea of it, you know, from what it was. I mean, yeah, is it the best now? Absolutely not. Like, I don't I don't enjoy it as much as I used to. Um, I mean, there's a lot of factors for that. I mean, we grew up. Um, we don't have that imagination anymore. I mean, you know, we uh you know, quote unquote, smartened up kid and, you know, learned what kayfabe was and like, man, they should have done this move instead of this move. And I'm a I'm, I'm totally guilty of that doing it all the time. Um, But, you know, uh, I, I just think that um, I, I personally I mean, I can't speak for you all and, and, and I won't. Um, but personally, I, I do owe, owe that that appreciation to them to continue to watch and, and just to um, and, and I catch nuggets. I catch little nuggets of greatness there. Um, especially with heavy machinery, I think um, um, I, I think uh, yes, I think heavy machinery is more crowd-driven uh, to to be successful. Um, but I still enjoy watching them. I think uh, Otis is phenomenal. He, I think he's a, a character that we needed for a long time. Uh, but yeah, there's like little nuggets, you know, here and there uh, of the show that I do enjoy. I'm glad you actually brought that up because I my thing is like first off. You know, one reason I watch is this is like for pure, like, quote unquote, in ring talent. It's the greatest roster WWE's ever had. Um, Pound for pound. Great talent throughout the whole fucking show. 
they're just not being utilized right. Creative is in some weird fucking, you know, zone. But I think people forget, again, too, the magic of wrestling when you were a kid. And, you know, like Tucker and Otis, which is weird that we're talking so much about heavy machinery, but like those two are legit athletes. They're both legit college athletes who can go. If that was a shoot fucking wrestling match, both those guys are are studs. Um, but they are great entertainment. Um, I'm more so Otis, poor Tucker. But um, okay. but Otis is if I was okay. if I was like a 12 year old watcher, I would be a huge Otis fan right now. Yeah. He's just, He's like this era's, you know, bushwhackers or whatever fucking you want to say. And I'm glad because I think we need that. Like, I think that wrestling needs that. But, um, you know, it just it's heartbreaking when you have guys like Cesaro. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, literally half the roster who just aren't given the opportunities that they should be getting. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, I'm a fan of the re- the, the wrestlers themselves. And I want to I still have hope that I'm still going to see because, again, when wrestling, we've seen especially in WWE, we've seen crazier shit. Fucking the we saw three man band. <laughs> Two of those guys are in like title, you know, championship, like, you know, heavyweight championship, you know, title, you know, territory, main event territory, like crazier shit has happened. You never can say never. Um you know, that's the one thing is what I get so sad is I still get every mania, even if there's even if it's a shitty mania, which there's been a lot of shitty manias, there's at least three or four times during the the card where I get my like I well up with emotion, whether it's Zach winning the the fucking Intercontinental Championship or, you know, like those those crowd pleasing moments, those WrestleMania moments. You know, that's why I still watch, because I'm still like there's a part of me that's still emotionally invested and, and cares about, you know, uh, the product. But. You know, at the same time, if it's not working, people shouldn't watch. There's no, you have to, you know, if it's not working, change the channel. Like, yeah, absolutely. But again, but that's and to Tanner, you know, with Tanner was saying that. But at the same time, that is what people are doing. That's why fucking ratings are in the shitter. And mm-hmm. at some point, you know, uh, you know, WWE as a as a company is gonna have to do something because if you're running the fucking company in the ground, you're gonna like every other corporation. There needs to be a fucking shakeup at the top. So. Yeah, but uh, speaking of shakeup and uh, interesting stuff, I, you know, uh, Adam brought up a good point. To maybe we this could close on and, and transition. And, uh, yeah, he said no shakeup at the top. You know, <laughs> there's really uh, no way, really no way to, uh, you know, to really transition into that. But Dark Side of the Ring came back and. Uh, we got the Chris Benoit story, and I, I know as you know fans, we know the story in and out, you know. Um, but personally, for me, it was super rough to watch. It was hard in the fact that I got, I, for some reason, I got super emotional. Um, and going back to what you were, we were just talking about, like we were invested in these wrestlers, you know, like as the individuals themselves. Eddie Guerrero was, if, if to me. If he if he was still alive ten years from now, he would be on the I mean, even even now even as of today he would probably be on the Rushmore. I mean that's where he was going. He was on the incline on that. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to see what y'all's thoughts were. If y'all y'all had a chance to check it out. Oh yeah, I watched yeah. both parts. Yeah. Yeah, I watched both parts. One thing I really didn't know, and I just got smartened up to, was I didn't know how tight Chris and Eddie were. Like I didn't mm-hmm. know like Vicky and and Nancy. They knew you know were tight. And they called each other. So, I mean, I always kind of figured, like, they were somewhat cool 
being in the radicals when they moved over, but seeing how really close they were, I, I was kind of was enlightening to me. And, and I think like you, like I, I was watching it and I was captivated and I could see like a tear rolling down my eye and I was like not even aware of it. I was like, oh my God, like it's really affecting me. It's really effective. Yeah, I mean, it's, it is, I, I said it before, it is the, there, when you talk about the dark side of the ring, it is the darkest thing that's ever happened in the world of professional wrestling. Nothing even comes close. I mean, you have, the dark things have happened, Bruiser Brody, the sad tragedy of the fucking, uh, the, um, Ms. Uh, Liz. like, there's just tons of tragedy, but, but nothing is darker. Um, two things I took away from that. One, I thought it was really smart that they did end it on a positive note because that shit was very heavy. And then having David Benoit reunite with his aunt was, was really, was amazing. It was really touching. But the other thing I took away from that is God damn it. Is Chris Jericho the greatest human being who's ever lived? Yeah. I mean, yes, he is. Dude, it's insane. Like, you know, I was, you know, especially, I don't know if you guys caught that thing at the beginning. It's literally at the very beginning of the first episode where they're sort of, where Chris Jericho was like, Hey man, if you, if you don't want me hear me fucking, you know, glorifying this dude because he's a murderer, then fucking stop rolling right now. Like, he just, motherfucker keeps it real, but, um, you know, not only him reuniting David and Nancy's sister, um, who I'm sorry, I don't remember her name. Um, Sandra. Sandra. Like, that was already really, like, amazing. But just knowing when they asked, like, who, who, like, reached out to you at the time, she's like, nobody. Just fucking Chris Jericho and, and Chavo. Uh, Chavo. And again, yeah. Chavo's Ch- Chavo's Chavo's a real dude. That guy's fucking, you know. I mean, much much props to Chavo as well. But again, just um, uh, Chris Jericho, dude. Like that dude's a mensch, dude. Rushmore capable, you know. I think I'm the only one that said it. Oh no, yeah, you did too. Yeah, he was on mine. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know if I don't know if being a good human being puts you on the fucking Mount Rushmore, but he's a good human well, being. Well, clearly him. not if Hulk Hogan's on there. I know. Yeah, I was gonna say a lot of the Rushmore. Half no, the exactly. Rushmore I mean. Anyway, Tanner, did you have any thoughts on it? Uh, it was hard. It was it was difficult to watch. Um. I hadn't seen so they 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 had a lot of the clips from the tribute show that was quickly taken down that I had not seen. Um so it, it was it was difficult to see that and see you know everyone's initial reactions before they knew what happened and then for all of it to just get thrown away and then I I also didn't know that with trying to erase his career they also like erased his family. Like they didn't even reach out to his son. That's yeah. insane. Are That's you kidding fucking... me? That shit's insane. It's disgusting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's not justifiable. They were catching a lot of heat. I bet they just backed out of everything. Um, but to, well, that's it, fine, and that's the thing is, back out of Chris Benoit, like, don't mention it. Like, I have n- had no problem with anything, like, not being in the fucking... Every time some fucking six-year-old kid talks about Benoit going in the fucking Hall of Fame, I want to fucking punch myself in the dick. But um, he doesn't deserve it. It, it no. is what it is. Um, yeah. But just because you back off from promoting Chris Benoit and his legacy within your company, you doesn't mean you have to write off his fucking poor kid who had nothing to... You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, that's poor, poor but, guy. But and has the WWE fact... ever been known for being overly fucking generous or no. charitable? No. Scott Hall. Yeah. Scott Hall is not WWE. No, I'm just saying they were charitable to him. They spent over 
more than what is it? More than six figures uh, to help him out. Yeah, but also too, again, I specifically with him and putting him in rehab. A lot of that too was first off, his homeboys up, you know, in a major player True. in the WWE, Good and point. also. I think they wanted him to fucking get sober so they could fucking ex- have a big NWO reunion. So I don't think I don't think it was fully charitable. But anyways, yeah, yeah it was it was definitely sad to watch. Um, you know, regardless of what he did, he was an amazing talent. Um, you know, definitely not justifiable to any means. Definitely doesn't deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, it'd definitely be interesting to see woman in there. Um, well, I think that's the biggest takeaway is that like yeah. yes that. Or women, woman Nancy, who did have a pretty important legacy. Yeah. Um, especially when women had no role in professional wrestling, mm-hmm. she's been completely wiped out, which is also completely unfair. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then and two for you know for uh for you know the son, I mean that dude's kind of was blackballed by WWE as far as like hey, I I kind of want to wrestle. You know, like, I don't see what the harm in, you know, like, granted, yeah, there might catch a little bit of heat in the beginning, but I didn't fucking do this. Like, it's not on me. But, That's it. Um, that poor kid's paid the price, and it's not fair, but it well, is what it is. Did you see his interview with uh, he who shall not be named Chris Van Vliet? Uh No, I did not. I don't watch that, that crap, that garbage. So he, he had said <laughs> I'm that. I'm just kidding. I'm he kidding, said by that, the way. Go ahead. He, he had said that, yes, he wants to wrestle. Um, he also wants to wrestle as Chris Benoit. Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's what he said. He wanted to he, he wanted to wrestle under that. What monitor. he should wrestle as is is Crispin Wah. So like Crispin Glover, Crispin and like W.A.H. He should be Crispin Wah. That would no. be dope. Uh, oh, my no. God. Anyway. Yeah, I'm just fucking of, with you. Oh running out of time God. here, but I do want to just just to say this as we close up, guys. I'm glad y'all are at home. I'm glad y'all are safe. Tanner, I hope you're recovering well. Tanner does not have COVID-19, but he is being quarantined. Um, you know, so I hope I hope you're feeling better, bud. Um, and to everyone listening, I hope you're at home with your, you know, uh, being safe, practicing social distancing, washing your goddamn hands and not touching your fucking face and other people's faces, not going out in public if you don't have to. Um, yeah, Can I explain my situation before you I just kind of write I that guess. off? Go ahead. So, so I, I had ordered from one of, one of my favorite restaurants because I didn't want them to go out of business, and of course – Guess who shows up to deliver my food? Uh, none other than Chaos with an X. Oh, boy. Um, who, as soon as I open the door, holds out the food bag, open mouth coughs, Ugh. and, he, and he, he's, he was – I think he was about 15 minutes you know, late, by the way. Uh, but so as soon as that happened, of course, I, I, I washed my hands. I took a shower. I did all that stuff, um, started feeling some symptoms. Went to the doctor, confirmed I don't have coronavirus, um, but I'm not sure if that's good news because they actually don't know what it is. You know, I, I believe say, I believe I, I believe I know what the uh, the issue is. You said that you washed your hands and you took a shower, right? But you neglected to drink your milk and take your vitamins, my friend. I believe you have Hulkamania. <laughs> I thought you had Hulkamania if you did take your vitamins and. I was gonna say I think that I think Hulkamania at one point was a good thing. 
I think it's a pre-existing condition for you. You might have been taking the wrong vitamins look, there, yeah, brother. Yeah, look, if all you cut off of a uh, chaos yeah, with an, with an uh, X, if all you caught was COVID-19, you're lucky because he's you out there getting fucking so hep C, hep 7, hep, <laughs> hep 6. Oh, man, yes. But, you know, we're glad you're doing fine. But, um, you know, again, as we end here, and definitely interesting times. I hope everyone stays safe. I want to thank you all guys for being on the show with us, uh, with me today. Um, and, you know, we look forward to doing it other time. Um, you know, I'll sign off, but any, any other last words before we go? I mean, I wanted to talk about all kinds of wrestling stuff this week, but I guess we can save it, but I will say this. Um, we, we can we, Hey, we can record this tomorrow too. Let's do it. Let's just, we'll have a, do, we'll do a, a daily, uh, stable <laughs> sides. We I don't, don't want to see all that often. I'm I'm just glad you don't have a webcam. I'm just glad you don't have a webcam right now, (laughs) and we can't see you. That's probably for the better. I'm not wearing much. Trust me. The last uh, thing I I wanted to say real quick was uh, don't be like fucking Braun Strowman and support independent pro wrestlers. Uh, You know, buy people's merch. Uh, If you can't afford to, support those people who, uh, you know, aren't able to make a living right now. If you can, the people that you actually care about and want to see succeed. You know, buy their merch. You know, even if you can't afford it yourself, you know, share that shit on social tweet media. It. Tweet it. You know, like, let's all just all remember that we're all struggling right now. And especially for the people that don't have the luxury of steady, you know, nine to five income. Like, if we enjoy what they do, let's support them. Sounds very good. Uh, just uh, glad to be here with you, fellas. Um, no, that's all I got. Tanner? Uh, I'm alive. Uh, I'll, I'll let you know what the results of this new new pandemic might be, uh, whatever whatever it is that I contracted from chaos with an X. Ugh. Did you uh, did y'all touch ding dongs or what? So he he did that thing <laughs> where he tucked it under the waistband when he had it when he had a, uh, you know a hard on so like it. But the funny thing was so like that was tucked up. But his shirt was tucked underneath that, so it was sticking out. <laughs> it was it was very obvious, but oh, yeah, I, I don't I don't know if something happened during the open mouth cough, but um, I guess we'll um, find out. What was that? What did you say? Open mouth kiss? Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they call it Uber Eats, but this is ridiculous. That's <laughs> <laughs> booty eats. Um, that no God. <laughs> Well, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, don't forget to subscribe to us on Spotify if you enjoy our humor. Uh, and then if you're listening to on Apple Podcasts, go and subscribe to us. Rate us five stars. It really helps out the show. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell any kind of wrestling fan uh, that you think might enjoy this. Tweet it out to all your uh, all your favorite wrestlers to have them listen that we, they can hear how much we shit on them. Uh, but that that note, this is the Tank Rodriguez Show, and we'll see you next time. Later,